the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Now that you know, Operation Overwhelm and Overtake is a thing. It's easy to see the con. Today is the first day that KJP dawned the new year with the same old tire, tired nonsense. The same old nonsense. I reported that they only deported 142,000 in all of fiscal year 2023. Uh, December had more than double that cross in just a single month. So how is, how is that really a me- measurable consequence? Since May 12th, DHS has been able to remove and return over 460,000 individuals who, who did not have a legal basis to be here. That's what DHS has been able to do since... DHS, as we stand on the precipice of an impeachment of Mayorkas, not only the most unusual bald Cuban you've ever seen, but the most obvious asset of the Marxist plan to implode our system, to overwhelm our system, and to overtake it, is facing an impeachment hearing. Now, if they can remove the dummy, that's the real question, because simultaneously with this, simultaneously with this, I almost thought it was a skit. I thought it was a comedy act. They're opening border crossings? How could you possibly be opening more as we're overwhelmed with 10 million illegal aliens? This week, the United States will reopen official border crossings along the southern border that were previously shut down over... That's not an Onion story. That's news today. That's an actual so-called reporter talking mannequin. Moron that couldn't get a job on a soap opera, so he decided to be an asset to the Marxist mafia destroying our country. This is simultaneously with the most unbelievable numbers of illegal aliens fleeing countries that implement the psychology of socialism and Marxism and communism because it works so well in Venezuela or Chicago. They're going to open more crossings. So how are you fixing anything? This week, the United States will reopen official border crossings along the southern border that were previously shut down over an influx of migrant crossings. That's according to senior U.S. officials. This comes just after U.S. border officials announced they had processed over 300,000 migrants at the southern border last month. That's an all-time monthly high. Washington has struggled to come to an agreement on funding for the border and the future. This is the thing about money. Rather than enforce the laws, it is more advantageous for a corrupt government to ignore them so they can squeeze more and more money from we the people. And ironically, we're at 30 four trillion dollars of debt there is no growth there is no economy there is government spending to mimic our private businesses as more and more of us fall out of business fall into bankruptcy go to welfare the plan is working famously and that is why they have such bust out losers communists 
in the administration to continue to tell you how common sense solutions make no sense at all. Just to be clear, how does the razor wire put Border Patrol agents at risk? Kareem, the Biden administration themselves said that the agents have been cutting the wire to provide medical assistance to migrants or to apprehend migrants who have already crossed into U.S. Well, territory. let me be more clear. It makes it more difficult. It actually makes it more difficult uh, for uh, Border Patrol to apprehend those who, who do cross. So I'm going to be... I'm pretty sure that's what Leavenworth said. They said, take down the razor wire. It makes it harder for the guards. How does that work? It doesn't. But we have Marxist, communist, mafia members pretending to run the government. They'll say pretty much anything as displayed by people you've never heard of. Fuchs. Folks. Who's he? Nobody. Just a bust out who happens to be an economic advisor to the president who's really backdoor nationalizing our economy. But look, Americans aren't waking up every day thinking about this. Americans are waking up every day and they're thinking about how they're going to put food on the table. They're thinking about, you know, all the things that they need to do, how they're going to take care of their kids, the schools that they're going to send their kids to. And while Donald Trump, you know, when he was president, he did everything he could to make those things harder. And so these aren't an either or. There are both. And we've got to communicate to American voters about what we're doing to make their lives easier, but also remind them because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have gotten to work and done a lot of the things they promised to do in 2020 for the American people. But we have to remind them that those things can be taken away by somebody who's already done it before. Right. We've just came out of a hole. Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris got to work bringing this country back from the brink of destruction that Donald Trump left it in. Right. Yeah, exactly wrong. They're they're succeeding. But then explain to me this moron Marxist buffoon that you are. How could nine ninety one thousand people from New York to just Florida, which makes me nervous as a Floridian. I don't like Democrat scum. You destroyed New York. Now you're going to come here. I'm hoping you're like me and you understand that the reason New York has devolved into a third world hellhole is because of political decisions and Democrat mafia politicians. It's the true explanation. However, it's fun to watch them talk as they wallow in their own failure. These people are paroled into the country. They're legally here. That's a cop. That's an ex-cop, a Democrat from New York, which is just like Chicago, only a little dumber accent. However, he keeps using the word parole. That's a funny word, isn't it? What do you mean you're paroled? And being a sanctuary city, it has nothing to do with this at all. These are What? See, in all other cities, ones that abide by American law and immigration law, illegal aliens are not welcomed. They're not handed cards with $2,500 of the other taxpayers' money. They're not given apartments. They're not given vehicles. They're not given health care. They're only given that in the states and the cities in this country that chose philosophically to nullify our long-existing immigration law. So here, you're getting what you wanted. So do me a favor. Don't complain. Just wear the failure like you do that stupid look on your face. People who are paroling uh, into the country, and while they're here, uh, we are obligated by what the city has pushed. And that's why we're in court now. So just let's break down this Democrat stupid. I talk Democrat mafia wannabe stupid, butter-handed pansy mafia. Because I grew up in Chicago. We're obligated by what? By the fact that you nullified immigration law? How does that still give you the right to misappropriate taxpayer money and give it to people who never paid into the system? See, because what you're doing is bankrupting those areas. What you're doing is chasing out decent people to good areas. Now, what I like about this 
is this is the year that it either makes or breaks the idea that we still can have a mobile secession. Because if you can't, then they will come up with a new extortion tactic to steal once again the honest people's money, who make money and earn money and contribute to society, to give it away to others because they know they're going to vote Democrat in the future. Now, to say that the right to shelter should not have an impact on this migrant crisis. Uh, everything is on the table that is in... Yes. By the way, this is how someone talks when they have no idea what they're going to say in the next sentence. None whatsoever. This is exactly what Eric Adams is doing because he realizes as it's coming out of his pie hole, the stupidity, the circle insanity of the Marxist plan. And what he can't tell you is it's just an excuse to cover up the fact I've already squandered the money. Conformity with the law. Uh, I am we're dealing with a bully right now and everything is on the table that can. You know, what's funny when you hear a Democrat fraud con man describe a bully. These are people that took away the lives of Americans for years over covid. They forced companies to fire employees. They forced people to stay home. They forced people to put that experimental fraud in your arm. And you're going to talk about a bully, you morphodite, you moron. Forms with the law. Our legal team at Corp Council. And- you don't have a legal team. You have Marxists who have law degrees. And they're going to decide how to bastardize the law to take away decent people's money. And what I really like now is the idea that you're impounding buses. So let me get this straight. The people who broke the law, the illegals, they're not the problem. It's the transportation they use to deliver them where you welcome them, right? It makes about as much sense as Hinsdale or Oakbrook or any of the other moron Democrat voting supporters in Illinois. And uh, my special counsel here, uh, they have spent the entire holiday weekend looking at every option that is available to us. You know, this is a theme. See, most of us actual productive Americans, we do go to work. We have to produce to get paid. Government doesn't do anything ever. Meetings is what they do. They sit around in a circle jerk and talk about different phony solutions so they could raise the cost of us, of of our taxes. That's all they do. You don't work. You've never worked. You're a Democrat. What Governor... Abbott has done in his total reckless disregard for using people as pawns. That's what every one of these Democrats, back to Harold Washington, although looking lovely in lingerie, far better than any Chicago mayor we've ever had. What they have done decades ago was what you see today. They started the trend of nullifying American law. I'm just looking for the sanctuary city of income tax. Is there a sanctuary state of income tax? I mean, aside from the states like the one I live in that don't have income tax. I'm talking about federal tax. Because ultimately what will happen is the good, honest people throughout the country will pay these Democrat mafia members so they can already hide the money they misappropriated on exit ramps like the Jane Byrne. Uh, He has shifted and it just wants to create chaos. And we can't be so stagnant. Chaos is what you've done to these great areas. New York, New Jersey, Chicago, California. Chaos is the ramification of you, you moron. 
you illiterate, you bust out Democrats, and how you destroy the principles of the republic. Chaos is anywhere you reside, and all you have to cover your ass is lies and nonsense about crime statistics. That we don't respond to his shift, and that is what we're going to his shift. Did he say shift? Adam shift? What is he talking about? Does anybody speak dumb New Yorker out there? I already speak dumb Chicago Democrat, but what about dumb New Yorker? Going to do. Uh, we're going to be extremely uh, calculative in how. Is that a word, squirrel? Does he mean calculating? What does this morphodite mean? We do it, utilize our manpower, our resources, utilize our, uh, our executive order's powers uh, to not just be stagnant. We put out an executive order. If he's sh- Oh, you're not stagnant, Eric. You're bankrupt. You're wallowing deeper and deeper into the quicksand of your socialist, corrupt Marxist policies. What you're doing is what every Democrat does. You're failing, and you're trying to put lipstick on the pig that is your so-called tutelage. 2023 has seen a soaring crime rate in the district, with violent crime up 39%, motor vehicle theft up 83%, and homicides up 35%. You know what can solve this, Squirrel? Free housing. Oh, it's true. Free housing, free food, free health care. This way, the, the criminal is well nourished. The concern is that people are coming in faster than we've normally seen. It's yet to be seen how much that will cost. What I can tell you is that the crisis up to this point has cost $3 billion. And as more. That's New York City, $3 billion. What is it in Chicago? Chirac. What is it in California? Oh, it's even more. They get health care now. I'm sure that will deter him. Whatever you do, don't put up the razor wire. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, I wouldn't blame the people either. What do you mean it's free? There is no free, unless, of course, you're illegal. But the thing is, for sanctuary cities and states, they complain about the cost, but they continue to add services. I want to show you California. As of yesterday, California has added a health care benefit for migrants. They are now going to extend free health care to migrants between the ages of 26 and 49. That's going to cover 700,000 additional people and cost the state $2.6 billion each year. Now, you got it. You're Democrats. You're bust outs. You beg for money. You live on welfare. You need failure so you can have the federal government fund it again. Or we'll just come up with a new virus, which is probably why California let the Chinese Communist Party open up the biolabs without anybody else knowing except the, the California government and the Chinese communists. Explains a lot, doesn't it? This is the intentional implosion of our society. And every Democrat mafia member's in on it. So don't let them kid you with their faux attempts to enforce some kind of law. Or, my favorite is, create a new one. And back here at home, more suburbs are taking action to stop buses from dropping migrants in their communities. Oh, oh, what are you, a xenophobe? That's very xenophobic. Are you racist, Tinsdale, with your dimwits? Joliet, Woodstock, Buffalo Grove, and Hinsdale all held migrant meetings to address the crisis. Oh, I can't have this. Can't wait. That Starbucks was jammed before. Where do they start giving it away? Uh, Chris, Orland Park. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. How are you, Chris? Hey, here's my question about the whole thing. Every time I hear uh, KGP saying how Biden proposed a uh, big migrant bill and all that, no one ever asked what's in it. How does that help 
the root cause. I never heard one question about what's in it or anything like Chris, that. Chris, did you ever hear an answer as to what happened to the tens of millions of dollars that the city of Chicago wasted on that half-assed gangster-owned lot that was tainted by chemicals that they massively created that structure overnight with no permits, and then all of a sudden when they got caught, they backed off? Anybody, anybody talk about where that money went? Were those guys going to give the money? Anybody yeah. talk about the lease they signed? For ninety-one thousand a month, is that is that in effect? How do we? How does that work? This is the greatest gift to these half-assed gangsters posing as Democrats. They can sweep a lot of scandal under these rugs. It's exactly what the doctor ordered, which is why KJP went and toured the Central and South America to incentivize them to send people who need things to implode our services like health care. Yeah, here's my other thing. I, I wasn't there a limit on. Uh migration numbers in the united states every year <laughs> come on chris how long you've been around gangsters the rules are there are no rules that's the rules we'll do whatever we want to do and you'll shut up and pay it drinks are on the house and when the tab comes the dummy in the corner gets the bill the only one with a job known as the republican in these democrat areas they're all bust outs scott and sycamore hey sean how you been splendid you know, what, what amazes me is all these cities and all these politicians that used to sit and make fun of Texas and, and Arizona and, and just tell them to suck it up and take it with all the illegals streaming across the border. And now it happens in their city, and look at them all just crying, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, help us, we can't do it. But before this happened, you know, they were just saying, oh, it's okay, go up under the, a few floors up and we'll give you all your benefits and free money and free everything. And now they're going, oh, no, you, you can't send people here, we'll fine you. Scott, did you ever see the arrogance of the newscasters on WGN, for example? Did you ever look at the, oh. the, the, how, they, how they condescend? They have Florida man and they condescend to the South and they think that they're so sophisticated. I wonder if they feel sophisticated as now the actual fact of what it's like to live in this Democrat hellhole is now out in the news and they can't put a lid on it. I wonder if they still have that arrogance of sophistication in the once great city. Six million vacant square feet in what used to be the financial district there is no honest business that isn't subsidized by the government that hasn't considered or moved from that area because you're the one buffering the cost of the mafia so i wonder if they wallow in their failure of the river north and see how sophisticated they really are two men are facing multiple charges after a car crash at LaSalle and huron last night 40 year old james harris 37 year old artez jones both had outstanding cook county warrants they're now in custody. Authorities say the two men had been in a gray Ford sedan on North LaSalle Drive last night. Very sophisticated. Did you know those, those hicks, those hillbillies down in Florida, they walk around with flip-flops on? Very sophisticated how Chicago is. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hey, hey gang-banging scum. CPS honor roll student, you're supposed to point the gun up, and that's only in the Old West. Why are you aiming it at a car, scumbag? We're going to begin with that chaotic scene in the loop, screeching tires, cars doing donuts, and in the middle of that madness... A- it's like a CPS graduation party. What are you so depressed about? This is what you've produced. Police officer nearly gets hit. Yeah, this downtown takeover happened around 3 o'clock this morning at... How's Michigan Avenue look? When's the last time anybody ever signed a new lease? And the mag mile. Very sophisticated. And look at the arrogant elitist frauds who sat as sidecars and promoted this lies of these Democrat mafia members. Now, 
They don't like the illegal aliens. What are you, xenophobes? You guys don't fool me. You're just a bunch of two-bit thieves and gangsters, and you're tr- figuring out exactly how you can steal more money. That's added onto New York's, uh, excuse me, that's added onto California's deficit, which is already $68 billion. Well, you have to give it. It's for the virtuous. It's for the virtuous bust out. That's how you always sell this kind of takeover of people's private property, huh? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Flash on the news. If this isn't all the nerve, but then again, when you talk about these pseudo-intellectual fraud Democrat corporations, that's all they really exist on. Starbucks is going to let you bring your own cup there to cut down on waste. What are you, nuts? I pay $5 for a cup of coffee. I take your cheesy paper cup. I drink the coffee. I throw it in the bush. I want one of your transvestites to come out and get it. I want a girl named Nick to get my cup out of the bush. For $5, I want a show. Morons. Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos. So, Sean, ostensibly they're going to impeach this Mayorkas for what's going on at the border. Probably nothing will happen. This Eric Adams stands up there and he says, the Republican governor of Texas, Abbott, is using these illegals as pawns. You can't even go into a Menards or a Home Depot around here without getting accosted. I don't even know how someone would send their wife and their kids in there. There's so many of them. And it's the Republicans that are using these these people as bonds. They bring them up here, and they don't care, Tom. John. They just drop them off, and, and what's the end game? Did you ever deal with a scumbag, a liar, and a cheat? They accuse decent people of doing exactly what they do. Am I the only guy that rolled dice with gangsters? They accuse you of doing what they do. That's how they walk around and exist. They can't look at themselves in the mirror. If they did, they'd see how stupid they look. Um, a couple weeks ago, you had said what we're seeing at the border isn't unusual. But in the month of December, there were more than 302,000 migrant encounters, uh, the highest total for a single month ever reported. So does the administration concede that what we're seeing now is unusual? What I said was, to be exact, is that what we're seeing at the U.S. is, is, uh, is, is ebbs and flows in how many... Ebbs and flows, you moron. You absolute idiot. Since you stole the most important office in the world, not only has our foreign policy collapsed and we're at the precipice of World War III, we're actually in World War III, but we have 10 million. We've got 41 states with under 10 million population. We've had 10 million illegal aliens come over to the border because your vice president, easy peasy, went over and incentivized them and told them, how much money and health care and phones and apartments. I think we're even throwing in Chevys now. Although they'll be electric, which means they don't even want them. Uh, Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, Happy New Year. I think they should be sent to this event they're going to be having at the Fumigium. It's $150. So all the high rollers are going to be there, even Paul Lisnick, Mr. Bowtie. I think that would be great if they crashed a party like that. What do you think, Sean? Paul Lisnick is having a party. He's already got the whole day. Paul Lisnick Day. What else is it called, Squirrel? Juneteenth. He's got Juneteenth his entire day, and now he's having a big party. But I'll tell you what. I don't know if I'd pay 150 but I, I, I'd pay $5 to see that big dummy in a bow tie. Because right. I guarantee you there's an alderman with his hand, with his hand up his derriere. He's dying to be a puppet. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. 
Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Listen, Sean, uh, uh, Tom, your previous caller hit on it a little bit. How are they going to impeach uh, this pit bull Mayorkas uh, when uh, when the Senate control uh, when Doesn't the matter. control the Senate? You put the onus. Matter. Listen, you put the onus on the Senate. This is an excuse that Republicans use to raise money. And, I, and the the answer should be until you impeach every one of these frauds. And then I want to go after Granholm, the inside trading whore that we've known about for right. two years, has traded policy and, and made thing. her fortune for her and her husband. I want you to impeach them all. If the Senate doesn't remove them, then it's on the Senate. Then remove little Dick Durbin. Although he's the one who protected the Epstein flight logs, too, right? right. Dying to know if he knows. Right. Something tells me he looks a little creepy. I wouldn't be too surprised yeah. if his name was redacted from one of the files, because God knows I can't imagine that beanbag he calls a wife does it for him. Go ahead. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, again, we're hearing about uh, gender and race. With Although this, she is a uh, lobbyist, she does have a lot of money. Go ahead. She's being she's being uh, she's being picked on because she's uh, being attacked to resign because she's black and she's a woman. How about because she's not competent and she's not qualified for the job? Well, that's we ever look at that. It's hard. It's hard because, Rich, that's how she got the job. You know, it's hard to hold it against her. That's the only reason you know her name or KJP or gay or how many others in our government. It's the only reason, you know, what's that other one's name? The fellow that walks around like the uh, female admiral, Rachel Levine, he used to play football in college. Now he's Rachel Levine. Sure you are. You look like a guy in drag to me. Uh, George in Naperville. Sean, I read some of the heartwarming stories about the firstborn babies in the new year and the wonderful things they gave to the family. Did they do anything special for the first migrant to cross the border illegally? Did he uh, get any gifts? George, George they, wanted to, they wanted to, but the drugs he was carrying were late for delivery. He had to get them to uh, the South Loop uh, for New Year's Eve. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean. Happy New Year to you and Squirrel and Carlene. Happy hey, New Year. We finally got Squirrel Justin. back. He took the other day. He took yesterday off. What kind of guy takes the first day of the New Year off? I'm still mad at him, but go ahead. He's good. He's good at what he does. But it's the day after my birthday, so I know oh. I can't complain. All right. Very good. Uh, hey, does the date October 8th, 2024 mean anything to you? I didn't know there would be a quiz. Isn't that National Podiatry Day? No, it's the new trial date for the leprechaun from 63rd and Flat. Sure it is. I'll believe it when he goes to court, brother. They got more They got more ways to get out from under it. I mean, after all, his law firm is probably worth a billion dollars. There's got to be a couple good lawyers in there, don't you think? Well, I mean, it was supposed to be April. Now it's October 8th. Yes, 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 yes. He owns the city, brother. He's the king of the city. He ain't going anywhere. He'll never go away, neither will Ed Burke. He already has Hassert's wheelchair. He's rolling around the house, getting used to faking it in court. He'll be fine. They're going to be fine. The greatest mob story known to man, the Chicago Democrats. Thank you very much. Nick, Northwest Indiana. Nick, went silent on me. Nick wanted to talk about uh, Gay's resignation. I don't see any sense in talking about that. I'm more interested in her connection to one Penny Pritzker. Did you know about this, Squirrel? Did you know that, that that woman, Gay, who is in the, in the nucleus of the scandal at Harvard, she actually has a big connection to the Pritzker family, kind of like Alexei Janulius, Rod Blagojevich, all the mafia Democrats. They all seem to trace back to those Flintstone-looking people called the Pritzkers. 
I wonder if that's a coincidence. I don't think it is, but I also wouldn't be stupid enough to ever vote for a Democrat because I know what they are, liars, and cheats, and frauds. Border Patrol in the month of December processed more migrants entering the United States illegally than any month in the history of that agency. Why is that happening? What, how do you explain it? So we are seeing the greatest number of displaced people, not only at our southern border, not only in the Western Hemisphere, but across the globe. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my... There we go again. Meetings. Politicians and meetings. What do you think is more fun? I, I, the Teamsters or the Democrats? I'd go with the Teamsters. Better food and there's a lot of strippers. My counterparts from foreign countries in Europe... Uh, in Asia, in the Indo-Pacific, all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism. What? Yeah. Climate change. Climate change. He put first. Not Maduro. Killing people, the fact that they've been eating dogs for five years, you know, following the CPS uh, uh, philosophy of governance. Climate change. You think the Vene- it, it's just too hot for the Venezuelans. Well, then they should shut up about how cold they are in Chicago. 312-642-5600. Mike, you'll be first when I get back. Marxists, socialists and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560. The answer. I'll tell you the reason I'm excited about the illegal aliens coming here. You have a far better chance of an illegal alien that is fleeing the kind of corruption, socialism, Marxism that the Chicago Democrats will step and fetch for and, and, and fetch for every election. Every election. There is a group of millions of people, tens of millions of Americans, that will vote for a pickle if it's a Democrat. The only way that's going to change is somebody coming from Venezuela who understands the rhetoric of Khan, the fraud in the governing of a socialist, Marxist, the self-enriching, self-aggrandizing tactics of a Maduro, of a Gravera. They understand it, and they will reject the Democrats. Well, a Chicago Democrat, right now, there are still hundreds of thousands of morons that'll vote for a Democrat every fracking time. Look at the idiot you just elected as mayor. Doesn't matter. We, they're fungible. The names are fungible, as opposed to you and me. I, am, I would never vote for Mitt Romney, and I didn't. I didn't vote for George Bush in his second uh, 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 term. Didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for Donald Trump in his first term. Because he spent so much money and so much time greasing the wheels of Chicago scum Democrats and New York scum Democrats. He earned my vote the second time with policies. That's the difference. We think, therefore we are. They are a step and fetch slave to the mafia and corruption. And it it doesn't matter. They're going to defend it to their grave. You could slap them in the face. They just want in on the scam because in their twisted, sick minds, they got clout because they have a ghost job. Because they got something for nothing. They're whores that you could negotiate with. What do you want, a fake job? You want a fake pension? Now shut up and vote for this gangster. And they say, okay. And they've destroyed everywhere they touched. The greatest people who understand this are the people who fled Venezuela. They 100% understand it in the same way the Soviets 
understood it. That's why the Russians, the Polish, the Czechoslovakian that fled the Soviet Union, they're the greatest Americans here. It isn't that second, fifth, tenth generation Chicago Democrat who said, I don't buy. Well, Mike Madigan and the fat ass at Burke destroyed the great city to where now it's a place you don't even want to wander into. Mike, Chicago. How are you doing, Sean? Good, Mike. Is this connection good? It's fine. You're all right. Okay, cool. Hey, hey, man, thanks for your show. I appreciate what you do, educating people like myself. Uh, You know, all your clues about different things going on. You're really, you're great. You're helpful to thousands of people. Keep it up. Thank you. No problem. Uh, What I want to talk about is, you know, you you cover mass surveillance sometimes, and I'm in trucking, and I'm going to tell you, the industry's changed in the last six, eight years, and and it's really outrageous. And there's all kinds of movement with tracking vehicles, and it's not just randomly tracking people, you know, foreigners trying to learn about jobs. They're tracking the logging devices. I got people, it looks like they're they're auditioning for for parts in, in movies. I mean, it's like, you know, action. Mike, the, I, I the, takeover, the takeover of, the, of that industry, the takeover has been going on since the 70s. It's something Milton Friedman used to talk about. And you know what the shame of it is? I personally know somebody I grew up with who became very wealthy in the trucking industry because he was very good at it. It's all he ever wanted to do. It's all he ever worked at. It was a fascinating example of how somebody came from nothing, and at one time he had 16 different trucks, drivers that worked for him. It's a great way to make money except when the government regulates that you cannot make money. Now your trucks actually shut off after, what is it, 9 or 11 hours. They shut off. You can't work if you want to. You're going to be regulated into slavery, and that's what government does. And it's funny how they track all the honest truckers, but they can't seem to find all of the logistics of drugs in this country. They just can't seem to find it all. I know, and Barry Seal didn't know Bill Clinton. I get it. Shirley Willowbrook. Hi, Sean. I just want to wish you a very happy new year. I also wanted to say I'm right next door to Hinsdale. I think it's a perfect place to be dropping off the migrants. We have Hinsdale Hospital here. It's a great place for health care. It's a place where they've had, you know, the Hinsdale Sanitarium where they screened for tuberculosis. They should be dropped off there first and screened as they should be like everybody else in this country gets screened for TB, and then put on those metro trains. Those are Mercedes Marxists, though, Shirley. They're Mercedes Marxists. They're Marxists in theory. They're the ones who want to make sure that nobody can actually get to the level they got to, so they want to implement massive income taxes and all kinds of fines for owning real estate. The same ones most of them circumvent. So I I don't think they're going to welcome them there. As uh, history proves, they're also xenophobic. Well, I think we would welcome them in in a sense. It has no home there. Well, I'm going to tell you, I took the metro train into downtown for New Year's Eve. The people from the western suburbs all take those trains. And it's very disturbing. Oh, yes. Thinking that those folks could be on the same train as you. I agree. They should be screened for illnesses. Yeah, I think they should. And they should buy the ticket and throw in one of those Starbucks. Of course, they got to bring their own cup now. Five dollars. And you got to bring your own cup. We'll be back after this. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... When you reflect on the failures of the Republican Party, you really don't have to go much further than Illinois. Illinois, where Republicans are pretty much indistinguishable from Democrats. After all, Ogilvy was the first Republican that put in the toll booth system. He was a Republican governor. When you look at the Republican governors like Bruce Raunier, he's the one who made it a sanctuary state. So how do you fix it? How do you save it? I don't know, but there are still good people putting up a fight. My next guest is one of those people. He is the founder of WirePoints. He released a new article talking and discussing the mutiny among certain suburbs that are trying to stop the sanctuary, the ramifications of being a sanctuary state. He is Mark Lennon. Mark, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. Thank you for having me. This is really something that I am, uh, I am enjoying via schadenfreude. Were there this many morons that didn't know Bruce Rauner is the one that signed the sanctuary state? Or is it just this many morons that don't know what sanctuary state means? Yeah, I don't know, but it, it, it's out of control now. And the thing I'd like to emphasize is that the public does not have any understanding of how big this is. Everybody frets about the people being buzzed in, which is like 30,000 in Chicago, 100,000 in total into it, uh, out of Texas into other cities. Uh, but there's, you know, there's there's 3.2 million people that have come in in the last year um, yeah. and, uh, you know, 8 million since since Biden took office. Um, those people are elsewhere and they're causing problems and it's very expensive. I have great sympathy for the people. I really do. But I'm of two minds of it. Number one, you needed the population because the people who understood what was going on for the most part either left or made certain that their kids could leave. Right. I mean, that's what we've seen over the last uh, at least two decades. But you could really talk about right. the last four. So Illinois needed the population. My question is, why are they pushing back? You sat idly by when I say you. I'm talking about every Democrat for I don't know how many decades. It was Harold Washington that signed the first Chicago as a sanctuary city. And then when it was signed into a state, it was by a Republican. So you have bipartisan support for the nullification of American immigration laws. Why is it any more complex than that? Or is this just the three-card Monty that Democrats do to pretend the villain is the person who wants to enforce the actual law? It's a mystery. You know, I have another article up about, you know, you go down the list of issues, and if you ask them issue by issue, Americans would agree with you on most things. I mean, what we call conservative is actually quite centrist in America, in, in Illinois, actually. Um, but uh, they don't vote that way for whatever reason. And uh, immigration is now the most important issue to Americans. There's a new poll out today, as it should be. I mean, this will destroy us as a country. Uh, fortunately, some municipalities are turning against it, which is one of the other other articles I've written about. You know, the closer you get to the public, in other words, uh, the more you hear from the more direct democracy you have on this issue. 
See, it's the Bruce Rauner Republican who's who's uh, responsible for this. And I, I truly mean that because Bruce Rauner, as I like to refer to him, seven foot is stupid, is the one who declared the state sanctuary. So how in the world can these municipalities, although I understand to a certain extent they're they're putting up these phony executive orders and they're going to seize the buses. How can they even do this? And I'm wondering why the the, the victims of the stupidity of these villages claiming that they're going to fine people or take buses, why they don't sue them. Because after all, you agreed with the sanctuary status. Can they have this selective enforcement when the entire state said, we are not enforcing immigration law? Well, the, you know, the state sanctuary law really goes to kind of a cooperation between the local police authorities and the, and the uh, immigration officials. And it's a, kind of a different topic than what to do with these incoming Buses and uh, different municipalities are taking different approaches to uh, to that, but that's the uh, uh, the, the current reaction, at least of uh, the public, is this has got to be stopped. We don't want them coming in anymore. So well, you know, it's in, it's interesting because I think it's a, it's it's all to cover up a money fraud. I really do, because this will lead to a massive bailout. It'll be one of the last things Joe Biden does if he loses. It'll be one of the things he does or guarantees to do if uh, he wants to shore up Democrat vote for a pickle because people will realize he's not capable of getting a job anywhere in this country other than the White House. So I think this is the greatest and the most logical way for these Democrat areas to cover up their financial failings. Oh, absolutely. They, they've, of course, been asking Washington for more money. Brandon Johnson has been out front on that. And... And this is important. You know, they want to use this as a negotiating tool to get uh, uh, federal legislation to normalize uh, the citizenship for a lot of these immigrants. And Prisker has been express about that. Trade it off and, you know, give them voting power. and Maybe we'll enforce the border then. Uh, they're, they're holding the border as hostage to get citizenship and voting rights for these non-citizens. Now, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm two days off of a, of a vacation where I just kind of read some stuff I wanted to read. I, 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 I didn't uh, pay that much attention to the specific news after I went on my little road trip. Is the Republican Party of Illinois, first of all, I don't know if there is one, but um, I understand that they still have a lot of the money from Ken Griffin, and there's that cabal of morons that have that money. Are they saying anything as a party of Illinois against this? Do they have a plan, or are they just going to use it to get more money from people who are unaware that they don't actually do anything for the last half a century? A great question. I, I have not seen anything. I, I can't uh, uh, criticize them on this because I just don't know. Uh, and I, I say, really, I just haven't seen anything. Uh, some legislators, of course, are, are speaking up about it, uh, but they're uh, sure not screaming about it like they should be. Uh, because, you know, even Democrats are going to get out in front on this. If somebody doesn't watch out, there's a, uh, a New Jersey mayor that just came out today, very critical of this. He turned the bus around and sent it back to, uh, to Mexico. And, uh, you know, the, the Democrats aren't going to stay asleep. It's switch at this for very long. Biden said today that something has to be done. And uh, I would certainly hope and expect that Republicans would start screaming on this. You know, it was a few years ago. Actually, it was... The governor's race before Bruce Rauner won it, I think, like 2009, I was invited by somebody I didn't know who had listened to a show I used to call in the morning, and they invited me to a private fundraiser for Bill Brady. And I went to that fundraiser, and it was shortly after Obamacare was passed. 
And at that time, there were governors that were putting up a fight against the implementation of Obamacare because the corruption that was used to pass it. So there was going to be this group of Republican-led governors that were going to fight up against it. So I go to this house, and Bill Brady, who I did not know of pretty much, and I knew he was a trust fund baby, he inherited a developer's uh, trust fund and business. And I asked the question of, are you going to push back against the implementation of Obamacare, or are you going to sell out and take the money? And you know he left without answering. He called it. This is it. It was like the shortest uh, fund, private fundraiser he had been to. And it was at that point I said, you know, these Illinois Republicans, they're terrible people. They're frauds and they're scallywags. And they're really looking to capitalize on problems to get kind of the phony confidence of, of constituents. And he took the money that was ever raised there, and I'm sure it was a lot. It was a very nice area. Do we have any numbers as to the amount of money the Illinois Republicans are getting from constituents who want this kind of collapse to stop, who want American law to be enforced, and who still are delusional enough to think that you can win back some offices? Do we have any, any numbers on to, are people just leaving? Is that the only recourse they have at this point? Uh, I, you know, I, I think some things can be fixed. I, I, I don't have the totals on Republican contributions. They're vastly outpaced, however, by by Democrats. So uh, we do have a uh, article up just recently in the right column of our homepage at WirePoints listing the largest contributions. But uh, they're just getting trounced by Democrats. And Pritzker put in uh, five hundred thousand just in December into the Democratic Party, and it gives you know a million dollars. To, to Kwame Raul on his last election. So um, the Republicans are... are, are <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, you want to talk... All I keep picturing is some, uh, some pansy mafia sitting around the table like Al Capone with the tuxedos on. This is how you build a cabal of cooperation and you insulate yourself from any kind of actual questioning or pushback on all of the nonsense laws you want. So pretty much J.B. Pritzker bought himself a state, didn't he? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, why, why don't you ever see a decent interview with, with Pritzker or a press conference where, where serious follow-up questions are, are asked? You know, the, the press is relatively tough on, on Chicago government, I think. They were pretty tough on Lightfoot. They, they ask a Brandon Johnson question. You never see that on Pritzker. you got to assume that it's because, um, you know, $330 million totally spent on his two elections, that goes almost entirely into advertising. So they're not going to, you know, kick, kick uh, the money pot in the yeah. stomach on this. Do we have a dollar amount that the uh, Democrats in, in Chicago or Illinois, for that matter, that they're seeking from the federal government for the fact that they've decided to nullify immigration law and now are suffering the ramifications of doing so? Uh, is there a dollar amount floated around that they say they need, or is it just the typical panhandler, give me what you got? Yeah, $300 million is the last figure I saw for the total from uh, New York, I think, Philadelphia, and Chicago on this. Um, but uh, uh, that's not going to last long. Uh, the you know unless unless the borders enforced that's of course the real solution the borders got enforced so this is an endless um, scream of of um, uh, of expense that we're facing and of course we're paying Medicaid now for for immigrants uh, thanks to the legislature and which Governor Pritzker signed off on uh, you can't estimate that uh, I'll give you one figure I just saw today the uh, uh, state of Arizona added up their total tab for for it and it's five hundred million dollars. 
um, you know, all in with all the expenses. And they want reimbursement from the federal government for, uh, for that. Um, so it's, you know, that kind of money, that's serious money uh, running. And this is costing us a fortune. This will destroy the country if we don't fix the border. You either enforce the border or you don't have a country. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is something we've all known, but the, this is the greatest. See, the, once you realize that the goal is to fail, uh, in the failure comes the power and the, and the endless financing, I think it, it, it helps you understand. Stop pretending that they have the same ideas of achievement that you do. It, it releases a lot of tension and pressure because uh, this is the plan. So there is no failure great enough. There is no fraud scandalous enough. And that's the other thing. Have we, in your opinion, you know, you're talking about a couple hundred million. So what? This country's in debt $34 trillion. We've got slippage of, uh, uh, of an expressway ramp. What did that cost? Almost a billion dollars for the Jane Byrne expressway ramp? Nobody gives a right. rip. We didn't find out what happened to the tens of millions that was squandered in the, in the half-assed gangster own lot uh, where, the, where they put up the tent, they took the tent down. Where's the money? Nobody even cares. Do you think that Chicagoans, for the most part, just don't care anymore because the numbers don't matter? Uh, that is a real problem. Of you know, we we face a, we we fundraise. We're a nonprofit, and uh, more and more frequently, unfortunately, we're getting the answer. Forget it. You know, I'm moving to Florida, or uh, this is a waste of time on trying to write these things in Chicago. And uh, so it's it's a problem for us. It's a problem for the city. And on, on numbers like that, the public just has no understanding. We've added a trillion dollars to the national debt just since the start of the football season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, they, that explains it. Most guys don't understand. They're watching strangers in tights chase balls. They don't really care about it. But one thing I learned at wirepoints.org, which is a fantastic website that I go to and frequent often, and I love the work that you do, and you're really going to get the information there that you never get in what's called the Chicago media as they celebrate each other with bow ties on and their stupid faces. It appears that for 12 years in a row, 12 years in a row, uh, Illinois still is holding the lead for murders across the country. And that's a staggering statistic. And, you know, in Chicago, you're so used to failing. You're happy when, like, a CPS student that costs $30,000 a year can get to a the period in a sentence. But it, at 617, although an improvement for Chicago, it's still 101 higher than the greatest, uh, uh, than the next worst city, Philadelphia. Do people realize that it's 12 years in a row Chicago has led the nation homicide rate? Uh, no, you know, a lot of them like to point to the uh, per capita numbers. You know, there are some cities, some smaller cities with higher murder rates than Chicago, but but among comparable big cities, ours is terrible. It's it's like, uh, you know, ours, ours is, is, you know, 23 homicides per 100,000 people. New York City is only four. I mean, so we're, you know, over five times worse than New York City, uh, uh, worse than Houston and L.A. And, and uh, uh, you know, the, that's the real comparable group. And that's what makes us the, the murder capital, unfortunately, even though it has improved somewhat nationally uh, in Chicago. But, of course, other crimes are up, violent crimes, assaults, um, car thefts and such. You know, when you watch J.B. Pritzker give a speech. It's horrific to watch, and uh, I, I'm wondering, do you think that it's selling uh, nationwide? I mean, you know, Chicago Democrats, like I said, they'll vote for a pickle if they tell them they're going to give more welfare money. But do you think that uh, nationally that J.B. Pritzker will sell to the public without a neck? 
<laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, he, he could well be the Democratic nominee if, if Biden drops out, you know, primarily because they don't have anybody else. And, uh, you know, he's he's a, um, you know, full-throated progressive that will appeal to that. You know, and the DNC could make this decision themselves if they do it after the after the convention, but before the election. So um, he, he could be the nominee. But, no, I don't think he would win. I, I really think we have a sea change going on right now. The, the pendulum has really swung, and the precipitating event is uh, that, uh, you know, the Harvard president, uh, yeah. uh, Gay, who resigned. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't noticed that was on January 2nd. That was the day of uh, the Second Battle of Trenton, which was the real turning point in the American Revolution. You know, maybe I'm being a, a little mel- melodramatic about this, but I'm quite optimistic uh, that we got a turning point going on in this country, and I hope it's as dramatic as uh, what George Washington turned around on, on I January do too. 2nd long. I do, too, and I hope nationwide people start to realize the connection to the Chicago Mafia, the Chicago Marxist Mafia, and Penny Pritzker and this girl at Harvard, and they start to understand just how much money has been invested, not just in Illinois, where the trust fund baby bought himself a state, but just how much money has been invested to make sure that the nation collapses in the cloward piven formula of collapse and overfund. I hope enough people get aware of it, because that's the only way I think we can stop it, and if not... We could always put the wall up between Florida and Georgia. I'm fine either way. But in the meantime, I will always check out wirepoints.org. Mark, you know how much I appreciate you coming on. He is Mark Glennon, wirepoints.org. He is the founder, and he is the hardest working man in show business. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, Sean. Take care. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hello, Illinois. This is Governor J.B. Pritzker. Here we are at the end of another year. Despite all the challenges facing the nation and the world these days, thanks to your help, we've gotten big things done right here in the best state in America. We <laughs> You got big things done. You know, I know what you got done. I know what this whole game is about. It's true. The Biden administration has tapped former Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker to lead the effort to rebuild Ukraine's economy. Rebuild Ukraine's economy. Boy, that seems like a culmination of a plan that was in the works for decades, years, way back when she was the Commerce Secretary from Barack, who likes them big and round and cannot lie. Megan, what will likely generate more of the questions, the heat, her management or her finances? Uh, Betty, that's hard to say. Both are going to be huge. You've got this new IG report out on her banking past. You've got new financial disclosures that, as you mentioned, we got just last night. So let's start with the income piece of this. Um, Forms released just last night showing that she underestimated her income by $80 million. Now that's... Oh, whoa, whoa. Where's Letitia? Where's Letitia in New York suing $80 million? She underestimated income of $80 million. That's a decade ago, back when 80 million was something. Not like today, where it's slippage for a corner lot owned by some half-assed gangsters. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, you guys got me all fooled. I can't see what you're up to. Chicago native will be tasked with coordinating public and private investments in Ukraine and working to open markets and businesses shut down. by. Hey, can I get in on the new Bentley dealership? 
Can I get in on the, on the ground floor of the Mercedes dealership? Because I love the way you gangsters drive around. Doug on the South Loop. Hey, Sean. Um, hey, I'm, I'm calling with a challenge on something for you. Because you, you were making a lot of sense when you were in your description of the Illinois Republican Party. I, I really, my, my personal feeling is that it should be outlawed, the party, in states <laughs> like uh, Illinois and California, because the only purpose they serve is giving Democrats a foil to run against. Without them, they would have nobody to push back against. And there's, there's nothing, even if there's somebody that's good that's running, there's nothing they can possibly accomplish. Their numbers are so minuscule. Well, there's but also another side it. of the coin, though. I like what you're thinking, because anything outlawed in a Democrat mafia-run area seems to thrive. You see, there's the other side yeah. of that coin. Go ahead. Well, so you got to explain this to me. Maybe it's just out of politeness or obligation, but every election, you have all these Republicans on. First off, it's really boring radio. I don't. It's, uh, uh, Guys, yeah, you have people that are running for office get come on and give their pitch. And very it's, it's, selective, uh, though. Very selective. I, I pick. Yeah, but to what end? I don't know. I don't think you should have any of them on. I think all that right. would be. A, first off, it is boring radio. Suggestion but, uh, box. Second of all, got? they can't do anything. All right. If anyway, that's are you looking for an, are you looking for an argument about doing anything? Because number one thing they can't do is they can't get Not elected. In Illinois. They can't get elected in Illinois. You and I will agree on that. You certainly aren't going to get elected telling people my offer to you is this. Nothing. Not only that, we're going to massively cut the bureaucracies that have bankrupted municipalities, driven your property taxes up to insane levels that have nothing to do with the ad valorem basis of your property. And if we could really focus on who really gets hurt in the Mike Madigan tax scheme of half-assed gangsters called lawyers, we could show why commercial, both real estate and businesses, run from Democrat mafia-owned areas. But real estate investment trusts on Wall Street have known this for a decade. You see, they haven't been buying real estate, mainly because they have such gangsters that run Superior Bank, like the Flintstone-looking Pritzkers. Insulting money. A spokeswoman explained it as a clerical error. And as we reported previously, the nominee is worth more than $1.5 billion. If confirmed, she'd be among the wealthiest cabinet officials in history. That was a decade ago. I'll bet you it's $3 billion. If it isn't, then those scams aren't paying off. I wonder how many real estate companies she financed that bought old condominiums during the collapse and then went back to apartment buildings and now are filled up with Section 8 housing. Boy, that would be great if only they had tenants that needed it. You know, like illegal aliens. I never saw it coming. Bert, Chicago. Bert. Hey, Sean. This is, this is Bede from Grant Park, Illinois. How nice. are you? Good. Keep your head hey. on a swivel, kid. Go ahead. Oh, you got it, babe. Hey, Sean, I was uh, following this. Uh, black leaders were talking today in Chicago, and they are just begging, begging the Republicans to come and speak to them because they are seeing what money is given to the illegals right now and how much money they are getting uh, t- is getting taken from their neighborhoods. I drive through there sometimes, and I could go for three blocks and see nothing but boarded-up windows uh, and just 7-Elevens and just little you know what I want? cigarettes, cigarettes you know? and candy. And these kids have no uh, – what, 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 what are these kids going to be able to do? They walk past this every day. What, what does that tell them? Do you what know what I want them, them to do, Bert? I don't want them yes. to tell 
Republicans to come and speak to them. I want them to declare themselves candidates and run. You know, I was doing an event. I can't remember. It was for the governor's race. It was one of the last ones uh-huh. my friend Gary Rabine was speaking in. And yep. um, at the, it was a college in DuPage. And at the college, uh, these guys came from Chicago who were convicts yep. that wanted to sit down. And they, were, and they were wonderful, wonderful guys. They came up when, yep. we, when I was doing the show. And the, and the leader right. of it, I was emailing back and forth. I have to start doing that again. I want him to run because he knows every fracking scam because he was in on the scam. That's what it's going to take. Somebody of character who understands these aldermen and all the rest of this mafia posing as a Democrat party. They're in on the problems and they're making a fortune. And a man of character, you'd be surprised how many come out of prison because they understand what's really important when they're getting, when they're facing death every minute of every day. I'll take a convict over a, over a half-assed socialist Democrat moron any day of the week or a Republican from Hinsdale. I'll take the convict. What do you think of that? Amen to that, Sean. Hey, Sean, just one more thing before I go. I want to let you know, I just got back from a little vacation. I went down to South Carolina to see a buddy down at Pauly's Island, and I golfed six days and smoked cigars and had a few drinks out. Like a man. It was wonderful. That's that's what I did. I drove by, and I saw a coffee shop, and it said Black Rifle. And I stopped in there. They have a brick and mortar. Nice. It's good coffee. in South Carolina, right in Myrtle Beach, I stopped there. I bought me my black rifle hat. I got me some black rifle T-shirts, nice. and I brought me some black rifle coffee. Yeah, and I do me a favor, Bert. Don't wear it in yes. Chicago. They don't read so good. You'll end up on the ground with handcuffs on. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bert. I appreciate right. the call. Thank you, brother. Robert and Bloomingdale. Sean, how you doing? How was your New Year's? Absolutely fantastic. Likewise, happy New Year to you and all the listeners out there. You know, I heard that speech in full, I think it was on Prof, on what Spalding was talking about, Governor Spalding. Yeah. You know, it sounds like he's going to run for president type speech. What my question is, if this guy can't even run a state and people are fleeing for three years in a row from the state of Illinois, what makes you think he could be a potential presidential candidate when he can't run a state? He can't run to the curb, the fat slob. Americans don't like fat people. He's not going to get elected. We'll be back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's my generation, kid. You weren't even a twinkle in your old man's eye when this song was released. Defeated the gun lobby and banned assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. While right-wingers in other states are banned... Whoa, 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 whoa. Did anybody tell, uh... Did you tell anybody that you did all that? There's the Democrat utopia known as Chicago leading the nation for the 12th straight year in homicides. Banning books... We stopped them cold here in Illinois by banning book bans. And I saw Alexi Janulius in his $6,000 suit at the Senate talk about it. I wondered, did he read it to his kids? Oh, Alexi G! Silky G! Did you read it to your kids? I don't think you did, did you, stupid? Overcoming Republican opposition, we raised the minimum wage, expanded mental health care, made child care more affordable and available, and... 
if that's true, then nobody's going to vote for Democrats. That's what that 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 state and city needs is mental health care. Lowered the cost of getting a higher education degree. And while MAGA Republican extremists try to take away abortion rights, I founded Think Big America to fight. Where baby murderers unite. That's their big ticket item. Kill your kid. It's for free. Come on in. It's the only tourism Illinois can get. Hope you don't get shot in a temple. Fight back and make sure that they can't end a woman's right to make decisions about her own health care. Together. No, I, we, we want her to make decisions about her health care. We, we would prefer it if she didn't kill her kid. But in Illinois, you could kill your kid with no repercussions. It'll be great. Don't like the check balance? Kill your kid. Can't figure out who the father is? Kill your kid. It's great. You're going to love it. We've gotten big things done for Illinois families. But there's still so much more we must do. As we look ahead to 20... Yeah, you got to figure out how to get population. Oh, I understand. You declare it a sanctuary city. And then you get a bunch of people to come in there. And you get more money because the federal government will do it. And no one will notice. You've lost hundreds of thousands of decent Illinoisans. And now, what do you got left? People who will vote for a pickle. 2024, we know we have to work to prepare for the challenges ahead. Is there any money in that? What will be more money? Rebuilding Ukraine, like his cousin or sister, I can't tell him apart, it's a very thin gene pool, or rebuilding Illinois. The Russian invasion. Pritzker is the sister of Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. There it is. I wanted some clarity. Sister. That explains the face. Her offshore accounts will also be fair game, as we've discussed. Pritzker disclosed last week she earned $54 million in consulting fees in the Bahamas. And... Let me think about this for a minute, Squirrel. She earned $54 million. This is a decade ago when money had a little bit more buying power. Actually, a lot more buying power. $54 million in consulting. Well, that's got to be some good consulting. How much uh, consulting for a Pritzker? You know, Betty, the fact that the president attacked his opponent, Mitt Romney, during the campaign for his offshore accounts, that's likely going to be brought up today. You can bet No, on- it doesn't matter. They're Democrats. They love the failure. Sheriff's police pulled them over for a traffic stop. The driver, Harris, pulled away officers' approached. Pulled away as officers. Yeah, the, the reporters can't read too good either. Officers approached. The sheriff's department says officers did not chase that vehicle. The driver blew through multiple traffic lights before crashing into another car. Into- well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Illinois said that police can't chase bad guys because it leads to accidents. Here they didn't chase them. And two people are dead. Want to talk about, oh, no, shh, shh, it's Illinois. It's great. It's Chicago. J.B. Pritzker, Penny Pritzker, they own the whole place. It's phenomenal. I'm ready for the fight. Thank you for your support, your tenacity, and your kindness, Illinois. Here's, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think about kindness. Here's some uh, another story about kindness, and ironically, to illegal immigrants. Tonight, a family is in pain, searching for answers and justice. 34-year-old rideshare driver Adriana Aroca Duque was shot and killed the day after Christmas. She was found mortally wounded in the driver's seat of her Tahoe in the 4800 block of West Thomas in Chicago's Austin neighborhood. Another reason I like her. She didn't have to do that. She would have been paid to do nothing. But instead, she said, no, I don't want want to just sit on my ass like a Chicago Democrat. Get money for nothing, chicks for free, just vote Democrat. I want to go out and earn a living. The problem is, it's difficult around Democrats. NBC5's VUN has reaction tonight. 
Adriana Orocha Duque moved to Chicago three years ago, and just one day after celebrating Christmas with her family, she would end up losing her life. I didn't. It's a tragic story. Beautiful girl. Wanted nothing but to work hard, to become a decent citizen, to become a decent person. See, that's who's going to save you. It isn't going to be the generational vote. For the step and fetch, short in the pants mafia, Mike Madigan and Ed Burke, and all the guys who are crying because their clout is gone. It's going to be the new decent people who understand the real results of voting for Marxists, socialists, and gang members in Venezuela. They saw it as an entire country collapsed. And you don't think a city can? The only thing that's keeping it up is charity and welfare from other states. There are no businesses of consequence. That are still thriving without being subsidized. So you have a choice to make this year. You can go on with the rest and you can t- continue to pretend that this is a legitimate political party, or you can recognize what the plan is to collapse it in order to get bailed out by all the decent Americans. Thanks, Green. Um, the House Committee is moving ahead with impeachment proceedings against Secretary Mayorkas. There's a hearing scheduled for next week, so I'd just like to get the White House response. And also, just to clarify, does, this, does the President still have confidence in the Secretary? Absolutely. The President has confidence in the Government is the only place failure can thrive, get pay raises, and get endless funding. That's why Even the people who made their money through trust funds recognize the best way to continue to make more and make astronomical amounts is government. On that, Betty. Uh, And what about then her management of, uh, of the bank? So we're talking about Superior Bank. It's outside of Chicago. So in addition to developing a skyscraper, starting a luxury senior housing enterprise, chairing a credit reporting company and leading record campaign fundraising, the Hyatt Hotel heiress also led a bank for a few years and that eventually that bank eventually failed and it failed big. So here's what we know, buddy. So the only thing you can do is go into government. Now she's in charge of a country. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Founding principle of our nation is freedom of speech. Why? Because 247 years ago, those geniuses that understood the Enlightenment understood that a man's opinion and his right to voice it is essential in keeping a society free. 247 years later, at this time in American history, there has been more regulation against freedom of speech than at any time in its history. Why is that? Because the government is frauding us, lying to us, cheating us, and they're afraid we'll spread the word. That's the conclusion I came to. But I'm very interested in my next guest's opinion. After all, he served as a telecommunication and information technology task force director at the American Legislative Exchange Council as a Washington State Supreme Court judicial clerk and as a state Senate caucus staff counsel. I've seen his articles in the Washington Times, 
even the Tennessean, the Washington Examiner. He is Seth Cooper, Director of Policy Studies and Senior Fellow at the Free State Foundation. Seth, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Sean. You know, the problem I have is that shortly after Joe Biden acquired the most powerful office in the land, prior to him acquiring it, just for a few months, I saw elected Marxists take to task the Silicon Valley oligarchs who owned Facebook, who owned Google. It was during those those hearings and those meetings I heard the innuendo of threats against these companies. And my concern was that those oligarchs who gained their wealth by the freedom in America guaranteed, the property rights therein, would be knuckled under to the government to enforce censorship. And that is exactly what we've experienced over the last five years, specifically. Uh, regulation is the weapon of the tyrant. So what are we to expect in this oncoming year from this administration? That's a great question, and that's a great setup. Um, you're talking about the big tech influence and the sort of strange, bizarre government censorship industrial complex that's emerged. Um, the new wrinkle is this of this comes uh, will be coming this year, and it's been coming just for the last couple of months, uh, is through the FCC. And to date, in the Biden administration, that agency has been dormant. And it's been dormant because it's been deadlocked between two Republican and two Democrat commissioners. So nothing controversial gets through. Um, that deadlock ended uh, at the end of September of 2023. So now you have a situation where the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, is now becoming politically supercharged and activated. And they have the votes, three votes to two, to put through controversial measures. So this adds a new wrinkle in terms of government taking greater control of the network infrastructure part of the Internet. I mean, we've seen big techs, you know, rampantly censoring online speech on just about every major platform except X, except Twitter. Uh, but now they're kind of asserting greater control um, over the Internet service providers. And I, I, I worry about the kind of leverage they could have in the future. Well, you know, Seth, it's interesting because I remember when people were aware that uh, government bureaucracies could be weaponized against them. And we have scandal, uh, lowest learner in the IRS. And the funny yep. thing about Americans is that they have a very short attention span because that is something that happened under both admit both parties have done this and they've wielded wielded these bureaucracies as the Third Reich wielded their bureaucracies. But when you see the American people accepting a form of censorship, I never thought possible. I was optimistic that there would be enough attorneys that understood that in this uh, country there's still a benefit to standing up for the righteousness, and people could sue entities that censored them, that uh, infringed on their right to speak. But yet I haven't seen any case of real significance. Are you disappointed that there are so few lawyers that want to take on the challenge of suing for the destruction of income, the destruction of reputation that many people have suffered who have been sidelined or wrongfully censored? Uh, I have been disappointed. I think some of them have been intimidated by seeing other prior attempts um, where lawsuits have failed because uh, you have it, it's sort of been lawsuits, for instance, against, you know, the private providers against Google for censoring content or things like that. And that's kind of the strategy that the government has, has taken with some of these agencies 
um, where they were sort of colluding, using uh, private industries as sort of their go-to guys uh, to do the censoring. And so it's, you know, you know the, the attorneys are kind of behind the ball on that, this sort of weird new tactic. And so I do think that the um, Missouri versus Biden case that is coming up through the Fifth Circuit is the most promising one. You know, Seth, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions of people who had their life changed. And now we have the benefit of history, which has vindicated so many of the people who were who were victims of censorship. And we now know the facts of the vaccine. When you have the kind of open and notorious Gestapo tactics, do those people, are they not owed a certain uh, uh, compensation for this? And, and has there been any active attempt to put together a class action suit for business owners who went bankrupt, who didn't want to take the, the PPP money, who operated on a sense of pride or simply closed the businesses and were cast in the financial distress. Is there something that I'm unaware of? I try to keep an eye on this, but I haven't seen many people organize and offer help for, for the tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of Americans who had their life changed. Uh, you know, I, that's casting the net wider, I, you know, in terms of just COVID tyranny over the last few years, which is you know, one of a piece with the speech thing, and it's been appalling to me, um, things I never would have imagined people would accept stay-at-home orders and, and forced, forced injections and things of this sort. Um, I, I don't know of any big cases, but, I mean, there are actually, it, it doesn't get news, there, there are lots of small cases going on all over the country. Yeah. Uh, here, there are, you know, employers who are being forced out, or, you know, they were never given any kind of religious accommodation requests at all. Uh, you know, things like that. Those are, you know, it's kind of slowly trickling through the lower courts. They're slowly trickling through administrative, you know, processes. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see some greater redress. I think it's just got to, there has to be, I think, an exercise of will of the people or some kind of commission through Congress or something where there's some kind of reckoning. It's hard to see one getting built up, and that's, that's dismaying. I would love to see that. You know, when Gigi Cohen was up for the uh, chairmanship, I was extremely agitated because I was well aware of Gigi Cohen's history. However, she didn't, um, she didn't, she withdrew, I understand, under scandal. What is this Jessica Rosen Warsill? I don't even know how to, how to pronounce her last name. What is her agenda? Obviously, anything that comes out of the, uh, as I call it, the O Biden administration really is Barack Obama's infrastructure of Chicago Mafia Democrats. What is her connection and what is her process? for uh, Miss Rosen Warsell, who is the chairman. Do we know any of her past actions and uh, her well, philosophy yeah, I mean, moving forward? Yeah, Jessica Rosen Warsell, she's chairwoman of the FCC. She was Biden's selection on day one of the administration. Uh, oh. Gigi Stone would have been important in giving them the critical three to two majority vote. Oh, and I so her, her defeat um, kept uh, Chairwoman Rosen Warsell from having an effective majority until just the end of September of this of 2023. Um, you know, she's been a, she was a career, you know, Hill staff person and has been a commissioner in the FCC for several years. I mean, she just reliably does what the left in Congress wants her to do. So there've been a few big things, right? Since she came, since she got that working majority, um, one was it bringing DEI, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion to the FCC and to its broadband policy. So, that happened in um, November of this year. They imposed what they call their digital discrimination rulemaking. And so all the broadband providers across the country are now going to be 
potentially on the hook and get dinged by the agency whenever anyone anywhere can allege there's some kind of differentiation in the service that they receive, whether in speed, whether in coverage, yes. um, just about any aspect they can think of. If they see some kind of dis, you know, difference between them and some other group that they can claim exists, um, then they'll have their foot in the door to claim that they're, you know, religious, they're, they're discriminators. You know, Seth, the, the, the way in which it's been infiltrated, if you think about it from the standpoint of a, of a government with an agenda, is truly brilliant because they use the principles of capitalism and the idea of boards of companies yep. against the very companies themselves. So the way that I see the answer is to have these public companies go back to being private, have them buy their stock back. Now, obviously, that takes a tremendous amount of money, but I'm optimistic that that can happen through different groups that really believe in the principles of freedom, of free speech and whatnot. So that is a way in which we can counter this as well, to have these providers, instead of being public, instead of being exposed to government oversight and tyranny where they can put on these DEI people and force them on the boards and control the boards, if these companies were to go private, they would be nullified from that, and we could reestablish the principles of freedom, couldn't we? I mean, that would go part way. That, that could go part way. Another problem, though, is they just simply, if they're unwilling to, to treat any provider fairly, any company fairly, and it's not that you have to be a big fan of you know, the broadband providers, but you, no one should be a fan of the government taking massive, um, having massive leverage over them to achieve what they want. Um, a good case example of, of a company being treated unfairly with SpaceX just recently uh, it came out in December 12. The FCC said, you know, um, SpaceX was part of a competitive auction where they were going to give Internet service through Starlink yes. um, to people in rural areas. And the FCC said, yeah, well, you want you want your right to uh, get those subsidies for 10 years to, to reach these remote services, 642,000 places in 35 states. But we're not going to give you the money now because we've decided uh, we don't think you'd be able to do it in a few years from now. And they've made up a totally arbitrary uh, standard, and um, they looked at kind of where, where SpaceX was at in, back in two, August 2022. They said, we just don't think you'll be able to make the goals of 2025. Um, they never failed to actually meet any milestone uh, since that time between August of 22 and now. You know, Starlink's added 2,400 satellites to space, um, they're providing 100 megabit speed downloads in other countries. They could totally do the job, but yeah. it seems pretty obvious. They were just singled out SpaceX because they don't like Elon Musk. And you know what's, what's funny about this conversation is that it was a year ago. I was watching a meeting that, that uh, Elon Musk was having from a plane. And he was having a video meeting. I don't know if you saw it. And the clarity and the speed was commented on by the other people on the line. They said, are you in your office? And he said, no, I'm on my plane. I'm using my Starlink connection. So not only can they do it, they can actually do it better. And like most private companies, it's cheaper. So at a certain point, does our Congress have any oversight or any willingness? I mean, after all, even though it's a small majority, it's still a majority. Or has there been more corporatizing of the so-called Republicans to understand the government play of the Democrats, which is failure pays better? What do you think it is? Well, I mean, they could always, um, you know, down on their budget. I mean, it just doesn't seem to be the will to ultimately do that. People like to go ask them hard questions at the Hill and try and embarrass them, but that doesn't ultimately seem to get any policy change. Yeah. Um, 
No, this is something where administration, this is, this is a matter, and we talk about administrative state being unaccountable and things like that, and that certainly happens. But the FCC is one area where uh, change of administration, election of a president does matter. By tradition, the president will get to select the chairman or chairwoman of the FCC on day one of the job. Day one, the prior chairman or chairwoman resigns. The new president gets to select the chairman, the chairwoman. That person controls the staff. They control the agenda. They can put bad stuff in its tracks and stop it in its tracks immediately. How nervous should a guy like me be? I mean, after all, I've been censored from Google. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a radio station. I have a radio show. And I, I, I take my opinion very seriously. I research it, and I've come to the conclusion that the vaccine doesn't work. I've come to the conclusion that COVID is a bioweapon. I've come to the conclusion that I have very, uh, a very good reason to believe that Joe Biden is an illegitimate uh, president and he didn't win the election. How long before I can say this or I cannot say this anymore on the airwaves, in your opinion? Well, you have the Constitution and laws on your side, including a federal law that prohibits the FCC from making decisions about broadcast based on content. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily going to stop a bureaucracy, if, if you have activists who want to file a complaint at the, at the commission to try and silence people, um, since we've just seen this new concept of misinformation or malinformation just jump out there, it's being wielded by people who want to censor. I think, I think you do want to be vigilant, Sean. I, I would be if I were you. I mean, those are controversial views, and God bless you for um, airing them. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for people like you who have done that. Oh, Seth, the only thing I don't like about fighting is I can't be in one all the time. So I'm going to continue forward. Uh, I like it this way. But, I, you know, really, these are things, Seth, when you think about it, when you were, were clerking at the Supreme Court in Washington, people might have had a different political belief structure where they voted for Democrats or voted for Republicans. But back then, they believed in the principle of our nation the freedom therein, and the enlightenment. I'm from Chicago, and I can tell you unequivocally, Chicago Democrats do not believe in the principles of freedom. They do not believe in a republic. They are very comfortable with a tyranny that they're corrupted in. They like it. So that's my fear. It's been my fear since I was a kid, because people who feel that they're in on a scam will support it more than they'll reject it. So to me, it was always on borrowed time. I just thought I would outlive it, or I mean, it wouldn't happen in my lifetime. I'm a little concerned in 2024, and I'm wondering what you're going to tell your kids. That has been the huge challenge of what do I tell my kids, right? You want them to respect the law. You want them to respect the institution. But what do you do when the people behind them are becoming totally corrupt and they're breaking the laws yeah. and they're, they're peddling the misinformation? They're forcing people to take experimental, highly dubious medications and things like that. It's yeah. tough. You got to try and draw the line and, and give them principles of civil disobedience, for one. Yeah, that, that's a phrase we used to talk about and how law was the shield of the person who wanted to protest law was the shield of the it was the person was the shield of the person that didn't want to conform and now it has become the weapon and it reminds me of every great country every great nation that failed and collapsed and i feel like that's exactly what we're living through the good news is i do believe there are good people in important positions to fight back i've been aware of your writings and i've been aware of what you've been doing at the at the free state foundation and what's the site name where where people can go to support you because i yeah. can imagine how it operates it's it's www.freestatefoundation.org. That's one big, long word, Free State Foundation. You know what I like about you, uh, Seth, is that you would have made more money 
being in on the scam. You would have made more money being a consultant like the Pritzkers for the mafia. I love the fact that you took the hard road. Thank you for being part no, of the contrarian class. Thank you. I appreciate thank you. for standing up for Speed Peach. Yeah, absolutely. Believe me, you're going to be my counselor once they come after me. Uh, we'll talk about the retainer later. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Tumultuous world. Democrats will be Democrats. Crane Puff Jim, who the hell is James Curley? He was the poor man's mayor of Boston. Oh. He used to... He I like the girl from Downers work. Grove who had the uh, no white Christmas party. <laughs> well, he would he'd get up early in the morning, he'd, he'd hand out Starbucks to, to the poor in the morning. Oh, what year was this? Took, it, it was in the in 20s. Yeah, oh, but he took a pinch. Sawbuck. He took a pinch. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah he, was, he was a pretty generous guy. But anyway, he took a pinch and was drummed out of Boston. But he came back to nominate FDR in the 30, 1933 Oh, yeah. Brazos for Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's <laughs> he nice. Spanish, he gave well, himself a Spanish name, a Spanish surname, but it sure. introduced him into uh, his president. Well, I, I think it's pretty good. I'm pretty comfortable in saying if you're handing out a sawbuck in the 20s, you're a crooked bastard. Let me guess, a Democrat? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course he was. A sawbuck in the 20s. They're consistent if they're nothing. Isn't that right, Pritzker? Pritzker ran Superior from 1991 to 1994. She and her family expanded subprime lending there, got involved in the kind of more. <laughs> and you'll vote for him time in and time out. Who was hurt more, rich people or poor people by the Pritzkers? Mortgage-backed securitization that eventually sparked the recession. So the bank failed in July 2001 when Pritzker was still on the board, though not in charge at the time. And at the time, Betty, it was one of the biggest bank failures in a decade. But so was Alexi G and his dimwit brother, right? That's gone too. And now he's telling you how he's going to read gender queer to your kids, but not his. I love a Democrat. Tim Hoopston. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and all was well. And hey, uh, enjoyed your time off as well. But I'm so glad to hear you back on the radio. Oh, thank you. It means the world to me. Hey, so uh, I wanted to, to test base with you in regards to these, this illegal immigration situation. And yeah. a thing that I don't think gets enough attention is the, the fact that if this country suffers another four years of Joe Biden, uh, the tens, uh, if not hundreds of millions of illegals that will have flooded in here in the meantime, they're going to be counted in the 2030 census, barring some sort of uh, mass deportation event. And, and that's going to affect congressional representation in districts. And I wanted to know if you'd ever thought about that or that, what your thoughts are on well, it. Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the replacement theory. That's the replacement I mean, you're theory. You're not supposed to talk about it, right? Oh, you're I talk about talk that about stuff. It. See, and this is something that Cloward and Piven understood. This is how you overwhelm a system to, to take it over, number one. But it's really brilliant when you look at the fact that now these cities that were once great and now ghettos, they don't suffer any repercussions. In fact, what they get is more money and more attention and more representation. So it's a brilliant scheme, and it's something that people should be aware of, in particular people in the suburbs who pretended that it wouldn't touch them. And now you see the xenophobia. 
as they don't want the buses to stop in Hinsdale, right? But they, they, they wanted to pretend to be in on the Marxist mafia. That's why we coined them Mercedes Marxists. See, I understand why the corrupt, hopeless gangster who can't read votes Democrat. There's no other way to make money. But the ones who understood how important it was to keep the principles of freedom and Americanism alive are the ones who really are culpable for this. It's the Illinois go-along-to-get-along step-and-fretch Bruce Rauner Republican. After all, he's the one who made the entire state what Harold Washington dreamed of when he was putting on his nylons, right? <laughs> You're right. Right as usual. Thank you very much, Tim and Hoopston. 312-642-5600. We only have a half hour left, squirrel. Fastest show on radio. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The shows, I mean, really, we only got that's not enough time, not enough time, Anthony in St. Charles. Oh, hello, Mr. Thompson. Anthony here again. I, I called you last night for the Civil War issue, but you know, yeah. the um, the gentleman mentioned uh, James Curley, mayor of Boston. Yes. Well, you know, there was another famous mayor of Boston, John F. Fitzgerald. He was John F. Kennedy's grandfather, and yeah, Boston, yeah. sure enough, in Boston was the 11th district where John Kennedy was first elected to Congress in 1946. Mm-hmm. And Curley, I think, wanted to be, was one of the candidates, but he lost and went to, later went to prison. But, I, but the, the point is, I wanted to ask your thoughts about later on when Kennedy was in the Senate, he was on the Senate Labor Rackets Committee investigating labor racketeering in the, in the, in the, in the labor union. Yes, he and, was. And one of the famous scenes that I love, I love John S. Kennedy. One of the famous scenes was... Um, Often, what you see in movies and documentaries, they say Kennedy l- l- lights into Hoffa, and Hoffa says, exempt everybody except Hoffa, will you please? But Kennedy came in and said, well, we're exempting everyone except racketeers, hoodlums, and crooks. And it seems like, I hear you talking about gangsters all the time, well, it seems like our government is having the same problems that the unions, that the labor unions had in the 50s and the 30s, way back. Because- they wouldn't exist without... Government favoritism. That's what I have against them. I have family members, friends who are union. I have no problem with the workers. But if you don't right. see, but here's the thing I have a problem. I shouldn't say I have no problem. Here's the problem I have with them. They know full well it's a, it's an, it's a corrupt deal. They know it is. And they, and not, not all, but most. And that's why they step and they fetch. You know, the idea that there's not a pushback against the fact that they're giving 95% of the money that they collect to Democrats, and then they're caught in scandals like the UAW. That one entity has stolen millions, 17 million, in the last 20 years from the payers. They abscond the money, and, and, and they don't care. They just continue to pretend it's legitimate. That's the problem I have with them. And as for Kennedy, there are some things I love and some things I hate, right? I mean, it's, he's a man. He's like everything else. But one thing, one thing I'll recognize. If he were alive today with the exact same policies he had, he would be considered a MAGA Republican. There's no question in my mind. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. And and that's what I wanted to ask you. What what your thoughts on President Kennedy if he were here with us today? And God rest his soul. He was, and I'll tell you another thing. He had a foreign policy that I think is very reminiscent, very similar to Donald Trump's. 
Very. Of course. And I think, I think that's one of the right. That's one of the reasons why I'm so enthusiastic about RFK Jr. I think I you know, I'm a Trump I'm less so, but, and I'm less so because of this. Okay. I know his I know his legal career and I know that he is very comfortable with the with the agenda of the eco Nazi. And for that I, I, I don't like that at all. Well that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. he he's pretty much that's all right. But yeah. one last thing before before we go well, sir? Yeah, go ahead. Before we go, I just wanted to say that one of the things Kennedy did as president was he signed three bills that gave the government additional authority to pursue racketeers and gamblers. And I have this picture of him signing the bill, and J. Edgar Hoover and his brother, Robert, are looking right over his shoulder as he signs the bills. But I, I think that's eventually what, what got him killed. Oh, listen, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, Anthony. Couldn't agree with you more. He, he would have never said idly by as a Pentagon tells the American people that it misappropriates 50 cents out of every dollar it's given, and there's nothing we can do about it. See, there's a way to cut a tremendous amount of our spending. But then again, Americans get used to failure. They get used to loss. That's why you still have people living in Chicago who are not in on the scam. Ted Rockford. Hey, Sean. They're going you know, to need some young, strong backs over there to build up Ukraine. So I, I, I put forward the motion that we, we supply the labor for them. How about we get these illegals, we'll fly, we'll load up airplanes full, we'll fly them over there, and then that'll be our contribution to build it back. No, there's not enough money. Two two problems with that, Ted, two problems. Number one, the illegal aliens will build it a hell of a lot faster than the organized mafia labor union guys. Number two, (laughs) (laughs) number two, they're going to do it a lot cheaper than Penny Pritzker is going to scam off the top. So I like the idea, but it's it's the real thing to embrace is that the hope for your society coming back isn't by getting rid of the people who are fleeing corrupt governments around the world. It's by embracing them. The way to get it back isn't by shunning the people. It's by shunning the Democrat politicians who use the people, the true Democrat politicians who use the people as political assets to steal and cover up their own failures, the Democrats. The people are just the greatest hope because they will reject the mafia policies they flee in Venezuela. You've been engaged in bilateral discussions with your counterparts in Mexico, um, pretty critical discussions. I believe Mexican officials are going to come to the United States soon. Have you seen a tangible effect of what you guys have discussed up to this point, what you've started to implement up to this point? So, Phil, we... um We've started to see some results. These are not uh, results that um, uh, occur on the the flick of a, a switch. I also... Mayorkas is the greatest asset to the cartels. Almost more than Obador. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Stephen Hawking? What the hell is he doing? (laughs) Maybe he was a ride on Epstein's Island. Bye, girls. We'll wheel you around the island. Here's the list is out from this sick bastard. Democrats, Bill Clinton. Yeah, no kidding. Everybody likes when Bill Clinton fools around with women. After all, his wife is Hillary. Uh, The underage stuff. That's kind of creepy, though. Uh, Did we go through the names? Is anybody on there that I should be shocked at? Do you see anybody who, say, heads the SEC or any of the other Democrat oligarchs? Let's go through that all. Kevin in Austin, Texas. 
<laughs> How many times was Schiff on there? That, that was amazing to see. How about How Stephen times? Hawking? Specifically <laughs> mentioned by Epstein to tell uh, uh, Gilan or whatever the hell her name is, you know, he didn't, he didn't uh, t- partake in the orgy. Well, sure not. He could only move his upper lip. What's he going to do in an orgy? Go ahead. I don't even want to imagine what he could do. Yeah. Uh, girls, take that quadriplegic for a ride, girls. Go ahead. <laughs> don't bring him near the water. Go ahead. Yeah, he had a mustache ride. Uh, man, five, oh, five man. Anyhow, uh, I wanted to talk about the immigration thing. Just think about all the resources that are being distracted to illegal immigrants. Millions of dollars, right? Anybody with a child with special needs or a family member who has, you know, some kind of disability and things like that, those tax dollars could be used for those situations. So everybody thinks that, all oh, Republicans are heartless and all that type of stuff. But actually, think about it. The Democrats are the ones being the more heartless to that because they care about somebody else or uh, who's a legal alien rather than their own citizens. And I think can, I tell, you, can be- I tell you something, though, Kevin? I'm going to tell you a little story that I wasn't going to share. But I'm going to share it because I am very irritated. Very irritated. Yeah. Yeah. I have a new addition to my family, a beautiful little boy. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. And uh, my understanding, and it's my understanding, that the church, the Catholic church, of which yeah. my family is, my wife's family specifically, is instrumental yeah, in. Instrumental. Yeah. All right? And they get mad at me. I've had arguments the whole nine yards. This church in which has taken, I don't even know how much money from various members. They didn't want to have the christening there because they felt that the one of the godparents wasn't religious enough. So they had to go to another. Now, this same entity yeah. is responsible for decades. Yeah. Directly responsible for the illegal alien problem here in this country. Directly. Absolutely. The Catholic Church is compromised. I mean, because they, get, they take a lot of money. They take billions, the Catholic billions of dollars from the government. For enough money, I can get a padre to do anything I want. Anything. But you can... But you can also find a lot of good Catholic churches out there. Of course, there's good. My my in-laws are good Catholics. This isn't an attack of Catholics. This is an attack of a bureaucracy that dabbles in financial fraud, just like you're complaining about. So it's it comes. Yeah, it's the it's it's the parishioners, but it also comes the constituents, and the parishioners have to be involved in their local church. Just like constituents need to be Oh, come on. They can't vote. Would anybody have voted for this South American communist? Nobody did. How's he doing? Better than Jimmy Carter. It's a joke. Whole damn thing's a joke. Uh, They they don't want my orcas to go anywhere, though. They agree with him. He's doing a great job. There is a backlog of some three million cases of asylum seekers who are allowed to come into the United States, remain in the United States while they wait for their trial, which in most cases will be years from now. Just not enough judges to process that. What do you do about that, number one? And number two, is it a good idea to let the asylum seekers be in the United States while they wait a trial or should they remain where they are? First of all, why are you asking him? We have law, law, law. Why is it that an administration can decide to nullify the law of the country as they create massive amounts of new laws, onerous taxation on the people, all from Mount High, and yet this particular law, they get to decide what's in. And the reason is they need the bodies. You see, Chicago, Illinois, losing hundreds of thousands of legacy Illinois taxpayers. But that doesn't matter. They get more money on the welfare roll which is why the Democrat mafia states are willing to give 
all kinds of benefits, like Kevin was talking about, as they take them away and put Americans in the back of the line for said services. But the thing is, for sanctuary cities and states, they complain about the cost, but they continue to add services. I want to show you California. As of yesterday, California has added a health care benefit for migrants. They are now going to extend free health care to migrants between the ages of 26 and 49. That's- Do not blame one. One immigrant who came here fleeing oppression and corruption. Blame the corrupt and the oppressor, the Democrat mafia politician. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose them, kick their teeth down their throats again. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.